2: the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play.
0: Hello everyone, it's April here from the Hackney and Leighton Sunday League. As I said last week, we don't really have many games that were on on Sunday due to the fact that it was Hackney half marathon and Hackney marshes were closed for all the runners taking part. I just want to say congratulations to all of our players and management and coaches and even supporters of our teams who took part in the Hackney Marathon and also I know that there was also the 5Ks for cancer research at Finsbury Park on Sunday so I just want to say congratulations to anyone involved within the league as a player, spectator, supporter, management, coach etc. Congratulations if you took part on that also. So first up we had CSM London faced off against Navarino so that took place at Ashton Playing Fields. And Navarino were victorious as they beat CSM London 3-1. Also at Ashton Planfield, you had the reserve team for CSM London. They faced off against FC carpety And again, unfortunately for CSM London, the reserves and the first team didn't have a good Sunday as FC carpety beat CSM London reserves a massive 6-3. I can see though it was 1-0 at half-time. So FC Carpenter must have come steaming out the gate at halftime and managed to get the three points by beating CSM London 6-3. Well done for all the teams though managing to fulfil another league fixture away from the Marshes just so we don't get a massive build up and there aren't lots of double headers coming up. We also had a fixture over at Ive Farm in Leighton, and that was Stoke Newton Youth versus The Gun. What a massive result for the gun on Sunday as they beat Stoke Newington Youth a massive 13-0. It was a massive 6-0 at half time, but then the gun didn't want to take their foot off the pedal and they carried on winning and scoring goals. 13-0. Commiserations to Stoke Newington Youth and well done for you guys for travelling to I've farm away from what you're used to over the marshes. Well done to the gun. And lastly, over at the Oliver Tambo Recreation Ground, we had Stratford Juniors versus Boundary Estate. Another big win for Boundary Estate as they beat Stratford Juniors 6-0. It was 5-0 at half time. Stratford just tried to keep them at bay, but Boundary Estate victorious with another three points under their belt as they beat Stratford Juniors 6-0. So that was all the games that happened on Sunday. So for this upcoming Sunday, we are back over the marshes. I know you have London cycle and Essex cycle, so I can imagine that's going to put a lot of problems in people's travel plans, because a lot of the roads and surrounding areas are closed off for London cycle. But as we say, if the marshes is open, we say game on. So, the games will be on next Sunday. So, I'm going to run through the fixtures. So, first up we have Azteca will face off against Hikwini Tetri in Division 1. CSM London will face Boundary Estate, so top V2nd in Division 1. Then we have Navarino will face off against Lucia All-Stars. So, there are three Division 1 fixtures. So, Azteca V Hikwini Tetri, CSM London versus Boundary and Navarino versus Lucia All-Stars. Division 2 now, we have Caledonian Park versus The Gun. Can Caledonian Park give The Gun their first defeat? We'll have to wait and see. Then we have Clapton Community will face off against Sunday. Gladstone Wanderers will face off against Limited Pros. So that's our three Division 2 fixtures. So, Caledonian Park versus The Gun. Clapton Community versus Sunday. And Gladstone versus Limited Pros. Next up, we have Division 3 now. So we have 11-11 will face off against Docklands. The Wenlock will face FC Wood Green. Fish Island will face Bo Badgers. And Millfields will face CSM London Reserves. WoJack will face FC Carpety. FC Wood Green will also face Docklands in a double header the wenlock also another double header for them as they face fc carpety so that's our division 3 fixtures so we have 11 11 versus docklands docklands also have a double header their second game is against fc woodgreen then we have the wenlock versus fc woodgreen they also have a game against FC Carpety, the Wenlock, so they have a double header. Then we have Fish Island versus Bo Badgers. Millfields versus CSM London Reserves. And Wojak versus FC Carpety. FC Carpety have their double header against the Wenlock. And then in our Division 4, we have Limor Gardens versus Football Club 22. And that is it for our league fixtures. So as we can see, it's a busy busy week for Division 3 especially with a few double headers that unfortunately have had to be thrown in there so that we can finish our season strong so once these games have gone ahead next week I'm going to run through the league tables I know I said I was going to do it this week and apologies if you specifically listen to this part of the Silk podcast segment of me Because you wanted to listen to the tables. I do apologize. I'm a little bit rushed for time. So that's probably why I'm speaking so fast. But I promise you guys, I will give you the update next week. Have a wonderful week, guys. Enjoy this sunny weather that's coming. If you guys want to come over the marshes, there will be football one on Sunday if you can get there with all the road closures. But I look forward to feeding back with you all next week on the many, many results that I'm gonna have to feedback through and also through the league tables as we always say over the marshes game on
1: welcome to the final Maidstone and mid-kent sunday football league section of the silk podcast for the 2022-23 season and we have the results from the final three games to bring you all from division two The first game was played on a Tuesday night as Coxheath hosted Sutton Valence. The scorers for Sutton Valence in this one are unknown as they won this one 5-2 and the Coxheath goals came from Ben Topham and William Humphrey. Then we moved on to the Sunday and Sutton Valence faced a doubleheader against Vinters. The first game went Vinters way, picking up the three points with a 2-1 win. One of the goals care of Harry Harding. The second game was honours even, as both teams shared four goals for a point each. One of the Vinters' goals coming from Ben Shields. That result saw Vinters finish the season in second on 35 points, just two behind the champions Eccles, with Sutton Valence finishing fourth on 27 points. In review then for the season, and starting with the leading goal scorers. Mackenzie Gardner sealed leading scorer in the Premier Division and was out in front for most of the season, eventually netting 25 for East Morning as they finished second behind Artois United. Liam Stone hit 19 for Whitehorse as they sealed the Division 1 title and Division 2 was taken by Jamie Sherlock of Leybourne with his 19 goals as they finished 7th. And then finally, Len Valley made up the top three in Division 3 as they took home the title, but leading the way for them with 29 goals was Brandon Holdsworth in just 18 appearances. Jason Parsons also got 29, but in 21 appearances. Well, that's it for this season. Thank you very much for listening, and we look forward to bringing you results and news at the start of next season.
2: Hello and welcome to the Barnet Sunder League portion of the Celt podcast. In our Premier Division, Highgate Albion 5, Heavy It is 4. Highgate Albion signing off from the Barnet League, where well, the first team are. They're going over to the SFL. Um, lots of luck to Adam and the team. Uh, they've been fantastic servants to the Barnet League over the last few years. Uh, all the best to them. I know they'll smash it and they'll still be. Um, Highgate Albion participation in the Barnet League, but the first are moving on to the SFL, and I wish them all the best in that. In Division One, North London Athletic four, Enfield United two, and in Division Three, Highgate Albion third seven, Shentry Athletic one. Moving on to the fixtures, only a couple of games left. It's the last game week. In Division One, Kadara's Town taking on North London Athletic, and in Division Three, Highgate Albion thirds facing North London Colts. Um, So with the last show of the season, we're just going to run down the top scorers. We uh, mentioned the league tables in last week's episode. So we're going to go through the top scorers in the Premier Division. Top scorer, Harry Critchie-Caswell of the Wrongens. He got 18 goals in 17 games. In joint second, was Yannick James, an Excellence Mohemba, both with 13 goals for Gower All-Stars and Highgate Albion, respectively. And in third place was Charlie Clark of Heavy Hitters. He got 10 goals in 16 games. Moving on to the championship, where it was a good season, a great season, in fact, for Olympia. And they were led by Yemi Buramoa. He got 16 goals in 16 games. In second place was the North... West Wanderers duo of Alessandro Arnaldi and Nicholas Constantinou both grabbing 15 goals in 17 games and in third place was Sam Cassidy of London Wednesday he got 14 goals in 12 games in Division 1 top scorer was Michael Mignot of Enfield United 34 goals in 17 games, an impressive debut season for him. In second place was Peter Roseman of Mill Club of Football. Led the line uh, for the champions, 20 goals in 12 games for him. And in third place was Anthony Georgiou of Komi Kabir. He scored 19 goals in 16 games. Moving on to Division 2, where the top scorer was Villavelli Cesar. Of Sopranos, 26 goals in 19 games for him. In second place was Andreas Kipriano of Trent Park, the champions. He scored 23 goals in 23 games. And in third place was Clifford Newby Harris of AFC Edmonton. He got 19 goals in 18 games. In Division 3 now, top scorer Alan Callaghan. He was prolific this season, 39 goals in 22 games overall for him. In second place was Kai Shelley-McPherson for Champions Fireside. He got 28 goals in 19 games. And in third place was Elliot McGovern, always prolific, um, leading North London Colts. 27 goals for him. Obviously got those big goals in the Richard Martin Memorial Cup final as well to lead North London Colts to their first cup. In Division 4 now, top scorer like Perez, he got 31 goals in 20 games. In second place was Aristos, Aristoselos. I absolutely butchered that, but (laughs) he got 27 goals for Nissi in 25 games. And then Theokli Shukri, also of Nissi, he got 26 goals in 24 games. In Division 5 now, the top scorer was Garo Heath for Champions Armenian Youth Association. He got 31 goals in 17 games. In second place was Adam Karim of Northwest Wolves. 29 goals in 21 appearances for him. And in third place was Doral Duraku of NLR. NLR picking up the Junior Challenge Cup as well, and he was a big part of that uh, in the final scoring a goal. In Division 6, finally... Top scorer was Alex Hadji of Pantera, 29 goals uh, in 25 games. In second place was Luke Constantinou and Brandon Kakitis, both of Pantera. So the top three were Pantera players. And in joint third was Anwar Achabi of EFNS. He had 16 goals. So that wraps up the Barnet League season. As always, I'd like to thank Andrew for his time, for him putting off um, the podcast every week uh, for all his hard work. And uh, also, I'd like to thank the listeners uh, for tuning in every week. It's been a pleasure bringing you the Barnet League results, fixtures, etc, etc this year. And uh, I'll see you again next year. Thanks for listening.
3: Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast to cover games over the last seven days. So that's uh, the 21st and the uh, 16th of May. Uh, With the season almost at a finish, the Premier Division title was finally decided on Tuesday the 16th when North Watford got the point they required from the final game of the Premier Division season to win the title for a second successive season. The 0-0 draw played under lights at Sunsports on Tuesday evening means that St Joseph's have come up short in their quest for a quadruple, having already won both the League Cup competitions they still have the chance of a treble with the Hertfordshire FA Senior Cup Final this Sunday. North Watford, having been beaten in extra time by the same team two days before in the Challenge Cup Final, were determined not to lose this game, and thus the Championship. As the final on Sunday proved, the two teams are very evenly matched. After a scrappy first half with few chances for each other, other than a header for North Watford which struck the crossbar, the game opened up more in the second 45 minutes, with the final 15 minutes seeing Joes pushing North Watford back only for the defence to stand firm and then being able to take the point needed to claim the title once again. Batman left just the one game, uh, which, as mentioned just now, was the Hearts uh, FA Senior Cup final at Letchworth between Borehamwood Rovers of the Hearts Advertiser Sunday League and St Joseph's of the Watford Sunday League. And. St. Joseph's retained the Senior Cup after a hard-fought and entertaining 4-2 win over Bournewood Rovers. It was the seventh time they have won the Senior County Crown, and it comes 30 years since their first win back in 1993. It also means that despite missing out on the Premier Division title, they completed a cup treble, winning both of the league's domestic cups plus this county cup triumph. It was all action from the kickoff, with Joe's Liam Smythe having a shot cleared off the line in the opening minute, and that sent the tone set the tone for the rest of the game. After seven minutes, Jake Tabor put a low-cross shot inches past the right-hand post, but they were not to be denied when, two minutes later, Lewis Bamboyne gave them the lead with a looping header from inside the area. Wood, who had started slowly, worked their way back into the game and almost equalised after 18 minutes, when a first-time shot from Archie Oates was saved at point-blank range by Charlie Patmore. Both sides enjoyed periods of attacking as the game started to swing end-to-end. Two minutes into added-on time, Billy Lobjoy called a free-kick just past the post from the edge of the box. Boreham Wood had a strong start to the second period with Charlie Oates who was the standout player on the day for Rovers, broke through the Joes' defence only to see his lobbed effort fly just over. Billy Lobjoy then saw his curled effort pushed away for a corner by Patmore. Having survived this tricky period, Joes doubled their lead with a goal of real quality on the hour mark. Breaking swiftly from the back, Harry Seabrook took the ball from Jake Tabor, racing across the pitch from the right-hand side, and he superbly knocked the ball around two defenders to come into the box from the left and fire hard and low into the right-hand corner of the goal. It was truly a superb goal. Despite that setback, Rovers struck back almost straight away from the kick-off. Pat Moore once again denied Charlie Oates for the superb save and then, a minute later, from a free kick, Billy Lobjoy curled it into the top left-hand corner, this time giving Patmore no chance. It was Joes who hit back to restore the two-goal advantage once again and to make it three goals in eight minutes when Jake Tabor netted from close range. It looked like Joes were cruising to a win, but the game had one final twist in the tail. With four minutes left, Rovers keeper Connor Freeman hit a long free kick into the box from the halfway line out on the left. The ball went through all the defenders and attackers to drop for Charlie Frost to net from close range. That goal seemed to give some hope for Rovers to take the tie into a penalty shootout. And in two minutes into the added-on time, Archie Oates went over in the area only for the referee to wave away heated appeals for a penalty. With Rovers throwing players forward, six minutes into added-on time, they were caught on the break. Harry C. Brooks started to head towards the left hand side corner flag, but suddenly got past the defender and cut it back for Jake Tabor, who raced into the area to make no mistake and sealed a victory. On the day the two teams were for St. Joseph's, Patmore, Brinton, Griggs, Byron, Doritis, Van Boing, Haley after 78 minutes, Tabor. Ragdon, Smith after 83, Seabrook, Cobb, Benning 90 plus 2, Smythe, Peerless after 70, and Unused Sub was Yallop. For Wood Rovers, it was Freeman, Soper, your friend after 45, Scott, English after 58, and then Frost after 67. Samson Rothwood, Martin, Duncan, Skinner, Blake after 78, Oates, B. Lobjoy, L. Lobjoy, and their one unused sub was McCarthy. Uh, The attendance on the day was 138. So, that left just one matter to be decided in the league, which was the Division Three Championship, and as previously reported, the original game on the 14th, Uh, of May, ended up being abandoned due to a serious injury to one of the players. We're glad to say that that injury wasn't as serious as first thought, so our best wishes go to the player for a speedy recovery. But the league decided that they would try and uh, get the game replayed in its entirety on a new date. However, after consulting with both the clubs, etc., um it was deemed that this wasn't going to be able to happen due to commitments of players etc etc so the league committee uh, decided that unfortunately they had no other option but to allow the result at the time of the abandonment to stand as the final result meaning that the game is recorded as a 2-0 win to everett rovers and that makes them division 3 champions above Inter, who now finish in second place. So, as another season draws to a close, that just leaves us with uh, a brief round-up of the divisions. And I can tell you that in the Premier Division, North Watford were champions by just the odd point from St. Joseph's, Abbots Langley Club and Old Falerians are the two relegated clubs. In Division 1, Woodside were champions with Forza Watford also promoted, with Chelfon Saints and Langley-Berry, the two relegated clubs. In Division 2, we saw Glenn, SSC, as champions, with the cross also promoted, and Francis George and the now-defunct BBFC relegated. Finally, in Division 3, it was Everett Rovers, as I just said, ended up as champions by uh, goal Difference from Inter, who were also promoted with the bottom two clubs being PTH United and ASC Watford. So that's it for another season. Thank you very much to all of those of you that listen, and we'll be back with you later on in the year with all the stuff and information regarding the 2023-24 season.
1: Searching for players, searching for clubs, Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchArc. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchArc on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match, MatchArc.
2: This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down
3: to Play, the simple app for next game availability.